So both of us said that 11th would be a good position for Wednesday to finish this season. We weren't far off. Finished 12th, though. that means a bit of disaster of a season then, really, doesn't it? Uh, welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. It's not been a disaster of a season at all. We'll talk about the season as a whole a little bit later on. Uh, coming up, we'll look back at, well, a pretty rubbish end to the season on Sunday. Um, departures galore from S6, plus potentially a couple of new arrivals. Uh, we've got our end-of-season awards. Plus, we'll hear a bit from player of the season, Michael Hector, ahead of his triumphant return to Wednesday this summer. Maybe. Uh, Right, first of all, um, the QPR game. So, I mean, first things first, in terms of the uh, team that Steve Bruce put out, he, he didn't go down this route of kind of throwing lots of young players in, kept things pretty kind of as we'd expect them. Yeah, it was difficult to throw the youngsters in too, with the under-18s, of course, in action on the Friday evening, True. going for the double. Yep. Congratulations to them. Absolutely. Big achievement. Big achievement. Uh, and yet another sign of how well the academy's doing. That you know We had two years ago, under-23s doing the double, and now under-18s have done the same. And I think there's some really good young players in that group. And I, I think for uh, the long term, it's looking very bright. Hopefully some of them go out on loan next season. Maybe yep. a Liam Shaw, Isaac Rice, etc. Uh, but of course, no, probably the headline news was Kieran Lee, wasn't it? Making uh, his first uh, start in 16 months. Wow, so. that's a long time. Yeah, I mean, we um, I, obviously a lot of stuff's become clear since, but in in the uh, in the pub an hour before the game, we're kind of talking about oh, Kieran Lee starting. Does that mean there's a chance he's going to get a contract? Because I, I'd kind of you know a couple of months ago it was just pff, never not not even a hope in hell of that of that happening. Um, other things that you kind of or that I maybe just read a little bit into from it. Um, Sam Winnell not starting. Does this mean that he's kind of made the list of the, the strikers that Steve Bruce is probably going to try and move on, do you think? Yeah, it's pointing that way, isn't it? We've yeah. we've really discussed this a few times, haven't we? And, and I think that it, it's abundantly clear uh, that Steve Bruce is very keen to uh, have less strikers at his disposal and that uh, yeah, he thinks that he's unhealthy having seven. And, of course, Gary Hooper, has mm-hmm. now been released, uh, so he will go at the end of his contract. Uh, Jordan Rhodes will return, mm-hmm. uh, and so that still leaves them with six. Uh, and I, I would imagine that Sam Winnell is one of those who you do look at and think he would command a fee, and that Wednesday could not just make their money back; they actually could make you know profit on you know what they spent on him a few years ago of half a million. And it, it, you know he's played eight times. Uh, since he regained full fitness between now and December. So the writing's been, I think, on the wall a little bit. That uh, yeah, He could have gone in January, of course. There was that Sundown interest and a few other League One clubs sniffing around. And, and I just think that he is one of those who uh, the club will be looking at and thinking that if we get offers, if we get interest in him, that, uh, yeah, he might be one that we look to move on. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's probably uh, that's probably fair, and you can't read too much into these things. But he really hasn't been figuring. You don't get the impression that he's kind of really part of Steve Bruce's plans. But I guess we will see what what happens. We we did get a, a pretty good indication afterwards of, um, of Steve Bruce's plans with the players that were on the way out. But we'll talk about that in um, in a bit. Um, so I mean, in terms of the actual game, to be honest, I don't really want to talk about it that much. It was a bit rubbish. 
it, it wasn't I, uh, of course, was not there as I was attending my 10th wedding in the last 12 years or whatever. You've had 10 weddings in 12, 12 years. years? No, okay, actually, I was... I, that's, do you know what, like, that's being a bit... Um, actually, I'm not doing myself much uh, service there, really. It's probably been in two years I've probably have gone to that many weddings. That's all I get abused for in the office. <laughs> just, I'm going to a wedding every other week, basically. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was not there, but so I can only go off the highlights and what people have told me. Uh, and it just was a bit of an end of season affair. I yeah, think well. Steve Bruce described it as pretty lacklustre, and uh, n- n- neither team really excelled. And you look at it, and the goals point of view uh, it was, it was a, for the winner, that is one heck of a volley from yeah. Matt Smith, I thought. Yes. But yeah, some ropey defending uh, from Wednesday that uh, a little bit uncharacteristic. We really uh, uh, look at the last two games, and they've conceded five goals uh, and. Uh, yeah, there was some rank bad defending that we haven't seen that much of at all um, over the last couple of months. So hopefully it's just a bit of a sort of a bit of a blip that they've had, knowing that it was very unlikely that they were going to get in the playoffs, and maybe that you know, just a few minds have have switched off. And uh, you know, I'm sure that those issues will get ironed out. Uh, over the summer, yeah, uh, defensively, the, there were some there were some shocking moments. There were a couple of you know really, I wouldn't say bad individual performances, but kind of spells of individuals just not really looking like they were up with the the play. Um, it didn't really matter. It was a game that nothing particularly de- depended on. Um, I, it was really kind of a, a sort of a, almost like a, a story of penalties, really, because um, Wednesday, obviously, with a chance to get back into the game with the uh, the first penalty, the Fernando Forestieri incident, um, I've not watched it back. Have you any idea what that was given for? Because there was absolutely no appeal within the ground. There didn't seem to be any appeal from the players. And there was actually kind of confusion when it was like, what's going on here? And people slowly realised it's given a penalty. Very what? strange one, wasn't it? Yeah. We know that Forrest Sherry, if there was the slightest bit of contact or if there'd been a foul, that I'm pretty sure that Forrest Sherry... Nine times out of ten, from what we know of him, would stick his hand up or he would be appealing for it. He'd go mental, uh, wouldn't he? He would, and uh, he didn't on that occasion. And so straight away you're thinking that, yeah, they just seemed puzzled, didn't they, really? It was it was baffling. And so I suppose uh, justice was done, really, with uh, yep. the, the rugby kick that came after it. Really. Well, I mean, there's two theories there. There's the theory that he did the honourable thing because he was kind of like, you know, it wasn't a penalty, so I'll miss it deliberately. Um, the other theory is he was aiming for that flipping... Um, Playing in the sky, um, it was just a bad penalty, wasn't it? It really was. I think it's we can not, safely say that Forestieri is now going to be off penalty duties. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be the designated penalty taker. Well, in fact, I think Steve jo- Steve Bruce Steve Jones Steve Bruce made a joke. I think after the game of where so if Michael Hector, of course, does return. Well, judging by that penalty, uh, he put that one away pretty confidently. So I, I think Michael Hector is going to be in with a very good shout. Uh, I, I think this is a true story. Michael Hector, the only Wednesday player with a 100% record on penalties this season. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds about right to me, yeah. yeah St- Stephen Fletcher missed one against Aston Villa. Yeah, Fessy uh, scored one, missed one. Yeah, 
Uh, and those are the only penalties? I think so, yeah. I think. I don't think there's been any others. I think there was that really long gap, wasn't there, between there Forest Aries and the whole game. Yep. I think we probably discussed it, actually. I yeah, think I think we, we did. That was the second game of the season, so, wasn't it? Way back when. So at least Wednesday getting some penalties again. That's It's a good sign. Just missing them all, yeah. that's the problem. Um, one other penalty t- to talk about as well, which was the QPR penalty, uh, which I oh, almost forgot about it, really. But um, good save from uh, Westwood there as well. I mean, that game should have ended up something like 4-all, really. Is your Classic, like Preston was, the, the classic end of season where you get these mad matches, don't yeah. you? Just sometimes when teams haven't got very much to play for. And, and that's, I think, you know, you just get some rank bad defending, don't you, that you're not accustomed to, especially here in Wednesday's case of where the, that's where they've been so strong. Um, und, you know, under Bruce since he's come in, that defensively they have really tightened things up. But... Uh, yeah, maybe players just a little bit in the back of the mind. I just think mentally they sort of checked out, and well, I think Bruce said it themselves that it looked as if they, you know, they were already on the summer holidays a little bit. I think in, in yeah. the QPR game, and he touched right against Preston. I t- if there's if there's a player that that I thought wasn't, it would probably have been Westwood because uh, I thought he was really on it. He was. Yeah. Fuming about the goals. Have you ever I mean, seen he always him is. Like that? No, but, but I've never he, seen him he, get that he animated. Went, he went yeah. he'd, he'd probably be my pick for man of the match. He, he made some really, really good saves through um, through the game, and, and I thought it was. I think know, that a tells good return you to the team for him. Everything you need to know about the performance, doesn't it? Really, when your goalkeeper at home gets sort of named man of the match, pretty much yeah. everybody was of the same opinion yeah. that he was the star man on the day. And and it's a game that we lost. Yeah, so that's, not a, that's not a great thing. Um, so just to kind of you know uh, wrap up the entire. Craziness of the the game, we get a second penalty, which was a little bit clearer, um, and upsteps Michael Hector. And I'm I'm there in the north stand thinking, is this like a testimonial game? And I've just got confused. Is this an actual football match? Because it was just like it was. It didn't make any sense at all as to why Michael Hector steps up to take that penalty. We've talked about it. It was a great penalty. Um, he's got that hundred percent record now. Um, there's this thing at the back of my mind just saying, oh, I hope that wasn't kind of like his parting gift. Well, everyone will be yeah thinking exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Hope, hopefully it's not. Uh, I think that one is gonna rumble on a little bit. We're hoping it's not going to turn into another Ben Marshall or or Jordan Rhodes pursuit. But I I do look at it and think that we we of course now know that Chelsea uh, cannot sign any players. It looks like for the next couple of windows, mm-hmm. but um, the indication from Chelsea is that. A lot of their lone players, and well, they do have about 40 out, including Michael Hector, yeah. that they will be available for transfer, that they will still, you know, and I, so Hector, I think, would fall, fall into that category. Um, already, Fulham have shown a bit of interest in Michael Hector. Yeah. The, there's bound to be a few clubs who will be looking at him. I think that's going to be the, the, the big test for Wednesday is that uh, the competition to sign Michael Hector is, is going to be there after the season he's had rightly so you know he's, he's enjoyed probably the best year of his career uh, at Wednesday uh, he's really got it back on track and you, if you're Michael Hector you're looking for a permanent home after how many loan moves and that you've had over the years and I, I think the good thing in Wednesday's favour is that he has been so happy here and he does love it here and you know his uh, his kid was born in Sheffield and there, there is uh, that 
sort of affinity. There is that bit sort of a bond. There, there is, yeah. 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 But, and, and there's a bond between him and the fans as well. They there really is. have taken to him. So I think that could hope. I hope that swings things Wednesday's way. Should it get a little bit sort of squeaky bum time a little bit when it comes to negotiations and trying to get that deal well, over the line? It's going to depend what deals are on the table, yeah. doesn't it? Because Fulham are not going to have the restrictions that we just know that Wednesday are under. You know, we, we know we're not under a transfer embargo, uh, but we don't have a bottomless pit of money. Uh, and a team that's just come down from the Premier League is is not going to be in that situation. But we'll we'll chat a bit more about Michael Hector um, a bit later on. Uh, we'll hear from him as well. We'll hear him talking about um, you know what, what why he thinks he's built up such a good uh, relationship with the the fans. Um, Sam Hutchinson going off injured uh, was was disappointing to see. Um, I think he he kind of spoke to a couple of fans afterwards. Saying he didn't really feel that he was he, he was fit to play in that in that game, um, so um, a bit of a shame there. I suppose the good thing is we've got the summer now to uh, to get him right again. I did see a few people kind of on social media and stuff um, just saying off the back of that, look, is that is that it now? Do we need to move on from Sam Hutchinson because um, he'd done quite well in terms of injuries? And then the last few weeks, it's kind of been. Hutch Hutch one point naught rather than two point naught and, and just kind of going back to where he's got these he's got these issues. Steve Bruce does seem to really like him and really value him though, doesn't he? I blame us. We jinxed him really. We probably uh, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. All about about a month ago when we yeah. said that you know, look at the run he's he's been on in terms of the amount of games he's played yep. and stayed away from injuries and then since then he's now gone off. I think that's three matches in the last seven or eight of the season. Bad, so yeah, if you're Wednesday and you're looking at it you want to, you know, you need a solid sort of foundation, uh, that continuity in selection. And Sam Hutchinson has played nearly 30 matches this season. Not quite his best for Wednesday, but that's still pretty good, especially when you consider that he barely played in the first half of the season uh, and was completely discarded. So I, I look at it and go that... He was like a new player. He didn't play between August and December. So he comes back in and then for three months he's consistently played. He hardly missed a game. And now it it caught up with him, didn't it, I think, in the last six weeks to two months of the season. Uh, he's 29. And Steve Bruce, has, he's got to look at it. And he said it afterwards that, you know, he's had... Now, this is a hamstring injury that sort of bothered him. Uh, and I, I do think that they're going to be seriously looking at how they can manage his workload. It, but it is tricky as you want. Yep. A fully fit Sam Hutchinson is such a big asset and you, we've seen the difference he's made to this team mm-hmm. uh, in the second half of the season. But it's that question mark of can he, yep. you know, can he play four matches in the space of 10 days or five in the space of a fortnight that you have to be able to in the championship. And yep. that's where, well, for some, the jury will be out. He can't, can he? And and I think that's that's kind of become apparent through kind of that that cluster of games that you get as you get towards kind of Easter and that back end of the season. Um, and you're right in terms of the fact that you had that kind of like that good spell of two and a half, three months where he was you know consistently in the team um, and performing well. I think he, here's a kind of a key thing that, that it's you know that, that that latter end of the season when I'm not saying things fell to bits for Wednesday, uh, but we lost that consistency that had been there for so many games and Hutch not being in the team 
coincided with with some of that. Um, he's as much a key part of that defence as any of those kind of central defenders or, or, or anyone that's part of that defensive unit. Um, and if one of your centre-halves was playing a couple of games, missing a couple of games, playing a couple, missing a couple, yeah. you're going to suffer. Uh, and you've got the same problem with, with Hutch. We're really reliant on him from a defensive point of view. And if he can't play regularly, yeah. then you've got to look for another solution, I think. It, it boils down to Wednesday have now for a number of years they have, do not have a like for like replacement for Sam Hutchinson no. in midfield they don't they don't have someone who uh, brings that same physical presence and aggression and bites the midfield and gives them that that steal they don't and so when Sam Hutchinson is not there uh, there are certain certain games where they're fine, and then the Rovers where you think, yeah, and, and I, I would imagine that, yeah, I, I, well, I certainly thought that in the Preston one, I thought that was another one where they missed him. They, yeah. they, they, no, we did yeah. in that Absolutely. first half where they were overrunning midfield, out battled, out for. I, I, I just thought that yeah, that game Sam Hutchinson is, is someone who could have made an impact. Do you know make a really good defensive central midfield player? Michael Hector, he'd be great in that position. He'd be great. Um, one player that that really did look like he kind of knew that it was on his way out the door for me was Marco Matthias, who uh, we, we, we kind of joked about it in the stands. I'm guessing a lot of other people did that. It was kind of like, well, he's not getting a new contract then, is he? He was just playing like he didn't really he didn't really care. That's a horrible position to be in, though, isn't it, for a professional footballer? Where it's you, just like you've working been told... notice, though, isn't it? It's like well, any any job where I know, but you, you're going you know in, but you're going into your, the game your, and you think, you're in the back of mind, I know what you're saying, but you, you don't want to get injured, right? You're thinking, right? You, you're looking well, for new, suppose, you're yeah. looking for new club, aren't but you? You're also putting yourself right. in the shop window. Well, well, yeah, but he, you'd he have done that. Suppose aimless, really. Well, they won the penalty, didn't they? He did win. He did win the penalty, and and there were a couple of moments where he was all right. It was just generally, it just seemed to drift out of out of that out of that game. Um, well, well, uh, I'm sure. We'll, well, let's chat about the players then that have been released uh, because, well, first things first. That's probably the swiftest I've ever known Wednesday release their retained list. In the past, it's almost become quite painful waiting for it and kind of thinking what's going on. And it's almost become um, kind of, um, what's the, the kind of the phrase that I'm looking for for here, but, but very kind of typical of this modern era of, of, of Wednesday where we're kind of waiting for communication and it's not there. Um, but this time around, I mean, what was it, an hour after the game or something like that? Couple and, hours, and a couple of hours, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. it was it was that there was no messing around, decisions being made uh, and difficult decisions being made. So new contracts for um, Kieran Westwood, Liam Palmer, Kieran Lee. Um, a few farewells. So farewell to Daniel Pudel. Um, we, we already knew that from his, his Instagram post. To be honest, it was expected. He's not really featured very much at all this season. Um, I think he goes with the, the blessing of all Wednesday fans. He's done um, a pretty solid job over the time that he's been here. I particularly remember last season that period where we were kind of falling to bits and, and he did step up and he was one of a, a, of a small group of players that really kind of took a bit of charge um, and he really upped his upped his game during some of the difficult spells of, of last season and was, was a bit of a rock at times. So um, we've got to wish him well. Yeah, 100% and great servant. And I, I remember really more the first season at Wednesday where... Uh, when, you know, when he was a bit younger and he could get up and down, he, he uh, on that left-hand side of the back four, 
in Carlos Carvalho's team was uh, excellent. He really was. You know, popped in, with, popped up with a few goals. End product was good, and then it started. I think in the second season where he began to pick up a few more knocks and niggles, yeah, and and wasn't playing as much. And yeah, I, like you said, last year he then sort of got converted into a centre half by Jos Lukai. Uh, and we haven't. He hasn't played this year, this calendar year. Right. Uh, so he's not. Pl- he's, his last match in in a Wednesday shirt uh, was uh, Jos Lukai's last match. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Um, so we're going back a long time. So it looks really inevitable. It, but it's sad. He's a great character, is Dan. Uh, he was very popular in the dressing room, yeah. and uh, I, I don't think he have any problems finding another club, uh, possibly in the championship in the bottom half. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, if not, he might might have to do a bit of a Ross Wallace drop down to League One, maybe. Yeah, he's, he's definitely still got a few seasons um, in him, at least a couple of seasons in him. Uh, we also say farewell to uh, David Jones, uh, to George Boyd. See ya. And to uh, Alman Abdi, which is me kind of all out of material now. I've got nothing nothing left to joke about without Alman Abdi around. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so um, no surprises in those three. And um, I'll probably not say anything else about it at that point. Don't think anything else really needs <laughs> to be added. To, nothing to uh, nothing uh, to really uh, say uh, there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, it's really any big secret that David Jones and Alman Abdi were not going to get retained. I, I, I think uh, that was very... Was been very much yeah. on the cards for a number of months. I don't think anyone really thought George Boyd was, did they? Well, I know I, he'd been playing, but it had been just the fact he's worked to put balance into the team because we'd been yeah. we'd, we'd, that that was the problem yeah. that we'd got, and he was the only player that we got that suited one of those wide positions. Yeah, I think the fact that he's worked with Steve Bruce before. I looked at it before and that might give him half a chance, but I, no, I think it's the right decision. At a time when the club have got to look at the financial uh, position they're in, and and uh, that you know, there's some big savings that they've made from off the wage bill there in the players that they've released. Yep, um, Marco Matthias then, who um, I'm, I'm, I wasn't surprised. Um, I kind of feel he's not done a huge amount in a in a Wednesday shirt. Really, uh, you'd have given him a new deal, though. Wouldn't I you? would have done, yeah. Uh, personally, I, I just looked at it and thought that he's not someone who would have broken the bank. He's happy, settled in the area, and, and I just I looked at the season and I said it the other week. I think numbers wise, seven goals, and he's played about thirty games, and so it's actually the best he's done. And it, uh, he's twenty nine. I, I think a lot of people will look at it and go that he's dined off that Leeds goal, and then he, he had injury problem after injury problem for really the best part of two years. Um, and so, yeah. for, you know, you look at the bigger picture. I understand why they've done it. Uh, he's 29 as well. Steve Bruce's remit and what he's looking at philosophy is to bring the average age of the team down, that youth, that energy. But I, I personally think that Mateus offered something from off the bench. I think he could have done something uh, fresh. You know, fresh legs. He has that little bit of speed, but mm. but I'm not surprised, uh, and I'm not re- I'm not that disappointed. But I, you know, I can see both sides of the argument. I, I just think my, my issue with Marco Matthias, to be honest, is probably not anything to do with his feet. Um, I just don't think he's got a very good football brain. I think his decision-making sometimes is really lacking. Um, his reading of the game is not very... He, he's just... He's he's actually a pretty average footballer that has done some... You know, had some all-right moments. We'll always remember him for that goal at, at Leeds. 
beyond that, I mean, would you have a second favourite Marco Matthias moment? Because I'm struggling to think of anything. Aston Villa? Uh, yeah, he was all right at Villa. Uh, got the goal, didn't he? Uh, all right, you can have that. Uh, we'll do, we'll do, next week, we'll do uh, Alpinions right. this week. Top five Marco yeah. Matthias moments. No, we're, oh, not, no, we're, not, we're, that, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Um, so the real, the real big surprise uh, was Gary Hooper. We've talked about this a few times over the last few weeks, particularly once he come back into the team. Um there's been times where we've kind of said we, we actually really expect that he will get a new deal. Uh, there's been times where we've kind of touched on all the rumours linking him with a move away anyway, maybe, you know, looking at, at America uh, and the evidence that kind of said maybe he won't. Uh, and when it actually came to it, it was a surprise. I was quite surprised. Um, must have been a real difficult decision for Steve Bruce. I don't know whether or not he talked to Gary Hooper about it beforehand. Maybe Hooper wanted to kind of move on and get a new challenge. I don't know. Um, but yeah, bit of a surprise. And um, uh, what have been an easy decision for Steve Bruce to make this one? Because of, of, of if anything, because of the popularity that, that Gary Hooper commands. Yeah, d- definitely. And Steve Bruce rated him too. You know, yeah. Having worked with him close Quarters. I think he probably would have liked Gary Hooper from about three or four years ago. Though, as, as we all would. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, rather than the Gary Hooper that has unfortunately been injured for uh, a long period of his of his Wednesday career, and then he's come back towards the end. And uh, he he, did, he only started four matches and a couple of sub appearances, and I think really that you could tell that maybe the writing was on the wall and a decision had been made when he was on the bench at Preston yeah. and then Ditto um, last weekend and uh, big decisions that Steve Bruce has got you know, had to make, um, and, and he's just shown that he's not afraid to make tough choices, and I think he weighed it up, and I I, I reckon he's gone. I, I can only afford to keep one of Kieran Lee or Gary Hooper. Yep. I think those two were the ones where he was sort of borderline yep. uh, and, and he's gone, he's looked at it rationally and thought that uh, we've, we're letting go of quite a few midfielders. Kieran Lee, offer him a one-year contract. He's come back into training, played a few matches towards the end of the season. Let's see what he can do when he gets a full pre-season behind him. Uh, and Steve Bruce, he said to me the other day that they review the situation. Well, yeah, this is assuming, of course, that Kieran Lee signs a new contract. I mm-hmm. think he will. Yep. Uh, and Touchwood, all three of the ones who have been offered new deals, will uh, decide to stay. But I expect Kieran Lee will stay. Uh, and then Steve Bruce has said that you know if he does well, they review the situation around Christmas time. Uh, so I think that's the uh, the right way to go about it. Okay, good call. Um, so there were a few youth players that had gone as as well. Um, uh, one who had uh, a, a brush with the first team a few times, so Freddie Nielsen gone, um, which is not a huge surprise. He, he'd not really featured uh, much in the in the last few months. Um, Ayad Hamoud um, gone as well. Now next summer he was kind of picked out as being the next big thing, and it's not it not really happened. It hasn't, and my understanding reading of it is that uh, it, it's a bit harsh, but I, I think that Hamoud would have gone up to the under-23s, as a few of them uh, would be looking to do next season. And, and really, the under-23s, they have owned over the last year to two years. They only play with one up front, uh, and so at the moment they have Borokov and uh, Damba 
and they're fighting out for one position. So if Hamoud then goes up and joined them, if he'd been offered something and he decided to stay, there's just no guarantee or way that Wednesday would have been able mm-hmm. to uh, guarantee him regular f- f- you know, football, and that's not going to help his development. And uh, by all accounts, I think he's had a decent season for the under-18s, and he played a big part in helping them win the double. But uh, having only seen him a couple of times, all I would say is that, you know, he... He he is in, he's a incredibly small player. He, right. he, he is he's not the biggest, and uh, it, it it could be that in the next few years he maybe gets a little bit taller, yeah. fills out a bit more. But I just think that they've looked at it, and he he's still a, maybe a little raw. Uh, and so yeah, you're right. I definitely surprised a few people, but yeah, I, having spoken to uh, a, you know a few people around the club, I, I sort of understood or. or I would get a little bit why the decision has been taken really on him. Yeah, fair dues. Um, other um, academy players who are moving on, or, or um, they're not even academy players, either they're kind of professional players, but uh, Warren Clark, uh, Cameron McCulloch, Conor O'Grady, who had a couple of brushes with the first team going back probably a couple of years now, uh, Dan Wallace and Liam Williams all on their way as well, and they go with our very best of wishes. Um, looks like it could be a couple of players coming in. We'll talk about that in a bit. First, let's talk about the, the loan play players that have um, have gone back um, so um, let's do this fairly quick fire so Rolando Aaron's has obviously gone back he did pretty well and I think there'll be a few Wednesday fans hoping that that's not the last that we see of him but maybe unlikely mm, I think they're going to move on I think they're going to look at other players in that position Okay, uh, that, that my my interpretation of it. I, I don't think he played enough, uh, and I know you're about to get to Ashraf Lazar, so I'll, I'll, I'll spoil your surprise oh. and I'll go that I, I think it here fall in the same boat. Oh, right. Uh, I, oh. I, but I don't think... I could be wrong, but I don't think that they, they will be returning to Hillsborough and that Wednesday will be pursuing those. Okay. Lazar surprises me a bit because I thought he had a good impact. The fans really liked him. I heard a lot of people saying it's one of the, the best debuts that they've seen in Hill, at Hillsborough for a long, long time. Um, yeah, so uh, probably a surprise on those two. I guess we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, and there's no, Only there's no, thing is, James, there's no didn't standing play still for Steve Bruce, no, is there? there it's, isn't. it's about moving forward. Yeah. And, and if he's got targets in mind... Um, there's no doubt that those two players were brought in as a bit of a stopgap. We needed players in those positions, and, yeah. And, and they came in, and, the, and yeah. you know, they, they did a job. Although both of them, you know, suffered quite badly with injury problems there, and that's maybe something that we've kind of got our, our fair share of injury issues generally as a club. We probably don't need any anymore. Um, a player that generally disappointed me was Josh Anoma. Um, he didn't really do enough for me, and uh, I really question whether or not he's he's it's ever really going to work out for him at, at Premier League level. Mm, yeah, I think you could be right. Um, he needs. I, I don't see uh, him making the grade somehow at Spurs. He's twenty two <sighs> now, and uh, I, he's had a couple of loan spells. Went well at Villa. Didn't happen. Did not happen. Did no. not work out at Wednesday, uh, but. I hope for his sake that he goes out and he, he plays regularly next year and just uh, stays clear of injuries. He, he, it was one thing after another for him. He, yeah, he had was. a lot of rotten rotten luck at Wednesday. but And I also think that uh, he was hung out to dry by Jos Lukai. 
uh, you know, in his final match, where yeah, I, I, I that thought that was uncalled for. Think, yeah. you know, yeah, after, especially after Lukai had said, or you know, that I don't criticise my players publicly, and then to, to and do that, uh, I thought was not great form. Really, he struggled after that as well, didn't he? It, it definitely affected him. Uh, Michael Hector, what can we say? You know, we've 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 already talked about him. Um, let's let the 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 big man himself have his say then. So this was uh, you catching up with Michael Hector after the Star Awards a couple of weeks back. First of all, Michael, just uh, sum up how your season's gone for you personally, what it's been like. Yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been a crazy season. Obviously, joining last minute on the Transfer Deadline Day was, uh, yeah, it was good, good to, to come up here and good for them to give me an opportunity to play, obviously. Half mm. um, the season I had last year, I was, I was disappointed with myself. And, uh, yeah, you know, coming up here, I've played a lot of games and uh, I've enjoyed my football, I've enjoyed the... The team, the, the staff, the, they've taken to me and they've really helped me through it. And yeah, even especially the fans as well. They've been, they took me in from from day one and they've they've made me feel at home. Where does this season rank in your career? Yeah, no, obviously, obviously, Germany got to the cup final, so that was a really special moment for me. But no, this has been one of the one of my better seasons and uh, performance-wise, I think it's one of my um, one of my best consistently mm. performing um, throughout the season. And that's I think that's what I've been. You need to do for, um, especially as a centre back, you need to be consistent, and I think that's what I've been lacking um, the last few seasons. But now, this season it seems to come together, and um, yeah, I've been working hard off the pitch, and, and it's and it's coming to light on the pitch. And you're 26 now, and do you still feel like there's still a lot more to come from you? Yeah, there's a, I, I feel that obviously I started late in the professional football, but yeah, for me, I'm still learning every day, especially now with a new manager coming in, being a centre half, and playing at the top top level he's giving me little tips on what I can improve mm. on as well which is which is important and um, yeah it challenges us not just me but the team to, to improve every day and yeah that's only it's only going to help me uh, moving forward as well and I think you've played nearly something like 40 games this season as well so you've been like a regular like, part of the team uh, was this how you sort of envisaged it going or has this been better than your expectations no no for me uh, obviously I come here to, to play games that's the reason why I come here and the reason why Sheffield wanted me in the first place is supposed to play. Um, obviously, um, the, the first manager, he brought, he, he brought me in and it wasn't, uh, I was in and out of the team quite a bit obviously, because obviously the team wasn't doing well so we wanted to find a formula to obviously to get results which is, which is fair enough. You can't, even though we, I was playing well, if, if it's a losing team you still could change, change things and um, yeah, no, it's obviously since the, the Christmas uh, period we've, we've done really well as a team been very solid and um, you know it's, it's good to be a part of that and good to be a part of the clean sheets and uh, yeah the wins and stuff like that What is it about the connection that you've built up and got had with the fans since you've come here? I, I don't know I don't know I've, I've just every, every team I go to I, I give 100% I try and uh, I try and play well I, I never never I never yeah, I just I just give 100 every, every every team I play for, and for some reason the fans here have really taken to me for it. And um, yeah, no, it means a lot to, to hear my name being sung. It's, it's a nice feeling. And uh, yeah, and obviously my family travelling uh, to away games, they they sit with the away fans, mm. and, and yeah, they, they people always come up to them and, and say good things, and it's nice, it's nice to hear that. And yeah, the fans are special here, really, really good. And yeah, obviously they've not had the great years, but. Hopefully, yeah, it's, it's good years to come. You've had a 
a few loan spells in your career. I mean, how how important is it to you to have that permanent home? Or no, I, I said from when I first signed. Every every loan move I go to, I I, I, I want to kind of set roots or even next move to be permanent. Mm. And um, yeah, no, there's no no different when I came here. Obviously, the, the thing with the loan is. It's game time and stuff like that, but also it's, it's about finding a home. And obviously now, getting to the age of 26, going to be 27 in the summer, it's, it's important for me to find a, a home and, and to play week in, week out at a team that I'm yeah, part of. Are you hoping it gets sorted your future sooner rather than later in the summer? Yeah, no, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's sorted out before, obviously, pre-season and then I can, wherever I am going to be now, I know I can get my head down. You, you've really fitted into the group, though. You seem to be you're very active, aren't you, on social media? You're like, you're, you're Actually, sort of a bit. Are you a bit of a joker in the in the sort of? Pack? I wouldn't say a joker, yeah. but you know, it's just I like to have uh, a laugh with the players, and mm. I think the age I'm at, I can mix with with the older players and also with the younger players. So uh, I feel, yeah, I feel that just to being a good teammate, just yeah. having a good laugh, and I'm obviously on social media, it's out there for the fans to see as, mm. as well as uh, the players. But yeah, no, even behind closed doors, I try and have a joke and laugh with, with the players and try and yeah, mix with everyone. Well, I think I speak for all Wednesday fans when I say I hope that's not the last that we hear from uh, from Michael Hector. Um, so, look, w- let, let's talk about players coming in. There's been a lot of talk about Hector. We know there's other interest. We'll, we'll just have to kind of see what happens with, with that one. Uh, but Wednesday have been linked to a couple of players in the last couple of days and, and, and both defenders as well. Yes, they have. So uh, they are looking at... You might be able to help me with the pronunciation of the German club, actually, that's uh, Julian Borner. Uh, he comes from... So it's Armenia Bierfeld? Bielfeld. Bierfeld, thank you. That's why you're the German expert here. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good one. Um, uh, so he's 28, German, and uh, he has played, I think, 150-odd games there. So in the second tier... Uh, Bundesliga yep. uh, and so he's had talks this week with Wednesday he's a centre half I think he's also uh, played in midfield as well for uh, you know, big periods of his career and if it fits the bill uh, you get it uh, you know we don't know what's going to happen with, with Michael Hector Daniel Padil's gone uh, so they need, certainly need to bring in at least one centre half, if not really two. So they are yeah, short agreed. of cover in that position. And of course, it depends on if Steve Bruce will stick with a back four. Uh, I've got no reason to believe that he'll change formation and go to uh, a three man defence next year, but it gives him options, doesn't it? Then, yeah. uh, you know, so uh, yeah, that one, uh, I think they are very hopeful that deal will get done. Cool. I, I I can't say that I know a lot about him. Um, I've never seen him in in play in my uh, infrequent trips to uh, Germany. The other thing I'd say on it is that it's it's just good that you know we're we're not even in the middle of May yet, uh, and we're already talking about targets. We're already talking about deals being close, uh, and that's good and that's promising. And I think something that all of us as fans kind of hoped would happen. It's great to see it happen. Um, the the other is a bit of a Steve Bruce favourite. He is, yes. So Moses Odebarjo, who is he's just been released by Brentford. So uh, he's another free agent, uh, you know, similar to Borna. And uh, I think it's one of them where he's worked with him before at Hull. Uh, he was part of that Hull team that beat Wednesday in the playoff final three years ago. We don't like to talk about that, uh, but he is, yeah, he fits the criteria that Steve Bruce looks for in players. Of uh, he's looking for young, athletic. 
uh, energetic uh, guys, especially on the wings or in those full-back positions. Uh, but it's an interesting move. So should they get Odebejo that deal done, then um, where does that leave Dominic Iorfa, really? Uh, does that mean Dominic Iorfa, he will move him to a centre-half next season? <laughs> Don't it's, know. it's an interesting one. It is an interesting equation. Um, and, and, you know, whether or not it means that we... we you kind of give up on the on the Hector um, thing. I, I don't know, but um, there's there's definitely been times this season where it's felt we have been lightweight in terms of the cover at the back. So if if he is if he is constructing a squad that are all good enough to be starters, then that's got to be a good thing. And I, and I think um, you know Steve Bruce was a, a defender. I think throughout his managerial career, he's had teams with generally quite rock solid defenses. Um, I, I I love just being able to just stand here and just go. Do you know what? I trust him. I'm just going to let him get on with it and do what he's what he's doing. And that's a really refreshing feeling it's been a, a long time you know even kind of you know the, the the early Carlos days when we were bringing in players we look back and think there wasn't really any kind of rhyme or reason to some of the players that we were bringing in we were just kind of collecting footballers for a while Steve Bruce is is, is not going to be doing that he, he's obviously got a plan he's identified the players and he's just getting in there and getting on with it now yeah that's you're right and I just love the fact that uh, they are uh, not wasting any time whatsoever. The retain list was out uh, on the same day as the season finishing, and uh, within a couple of days, there's already players lined up, and uh, ideally get those deals over the line. The transfer window's not even officially open until next week, so yeah. that you know, like, this is it. That they want defenders in. They know that that's an area that they have to improve uh, and add some pace and, and bring in some extra competition. Uh, and that's what they're doing, and uh, it's it's great to see that uh, they're not mucking around. They yep. mean business. Absolutely. Uh, right then, looking at the season as a whole, so Wednesday finished twelfth, which is top half. Just um, right. So one sixteen, drew sixteen, uh, only lost fourteen, scored sixty, conceded sixty two. You could kind of summarise that. And say, I mean, I suppose that's about as middle of the road as a season can be, really. Although there was never any point of the season where it felt middle of the road. It was it was really bad for a while, and then it was pretty good for a while. Um, so it's been a bit of a roller coaster. And in the end, you look back and think, actually, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty average season. Yeah, there's no getting away from it, really. We, we this is it. We've had the flirting with the top in yeah. mid October. Playoffs, Bristol City, that seems a long time ago. Yep. You know, those joyous days of yep. where we're thinking they're on track and uh, you never know that... The plan the was working. Yeah, the punching above the way <laughs> and uh, playoffs, it really is on. And then, oh, the downward spiral of November and December. The, just, uh, it was looking like a yeah winter of discontent, really, wasn't it? Yeah, and, it was, and, it was. and, you know, when Luke, I was... Uh, eventually relieved of his duties. At that point, we are seriously thinking that the way things are going, Wednesday are in serious trouble here and they could get sucked into a relegation battle. But yeah, it's so important to point it out and stress that Lee Bowen was the one. He kicked it off and he he made brave decisions uh, by bringing Kevin Westwood and Sam Hutchinson, George Boyd back in from the cold, knowing that, you know, that the... They needed that experience and they got that momentum going and those results over December and January to then set it up for Steve Agnew and Steve Bruce to come in and, and build on it really and they they got that settled back four, back five of Westwood, you know, what we talked about, Westwood, Palmer, Hector, 
of Fox and and Palmer. Um, that was the back five that it just picked itself, didn't it? And yep. before yep. they added Iorfa and Lazar into the equation to give them a little bit more depth. Uh, but yeah, proper roller coaster. Yep. And just who would have thought it at Christmas? I just can't get my head around nah, it. Really. It's, no it's one would have thought that Wednesday to go into the penultimate match, still in with a mathematical chance of finishing in the top six after yeah. everything that went on, that just madness. It just sums up the craziness of the championship. We've got um, five categories here to go through. So I reckon the first one might be pretty straightforward. Player of the season. Can uh, we do it together? Uh, after three. One, two, three. Michael, Michael Hector. Hector. Yep, there we go. Uh, right, best moment of the season. I struggle with this a bit because there's been, as a whole, the second half of the season was a real upward trajectory. But there weren't too many in kind of like real massive sort of amazing standout moments. So I'm actually going way back to the win at Villa, uh, which I thought was just a really good win. I kind of judge this as well on kind of, you know, the day out and stuff like that. Really good day out at Villa. Always like the Birmingham away days. Good laugh, good friends, a uh, couple of good goals and, and just, a you know, a real overall good day. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's, that's a great shout. I definitely would have been in sort of my top three. Uh, mine, mine would be would actually be Bristol City. I think. Okay. In, just we both gone for Yoss games. For I, I know who thought that. Well, it, it's it's just that it was so unexpected, and uh, you know, you're thinking, oh, you know what? After uh, the first three matches where you're thinking, oh, this is going to be a long, hard season. And then they did turn it around for the next sort of eight or ten games and they went into that second international break and you're thinking, uh, well, you know what, maybe maybe they yeah. actually might uh, you know, punch above the weight and they might overachieve, but uh, it wasn't meant to be. But that, that Bristol City game for the... Lucas Schwau goals, he, he'd had a stinker and then he he did his you know, typical Lucas Schwau of where he can be a match winner and he popped up with a double. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I, yeah, I, I, it always stick in my mind that as well. It's probably the happiest I ever saw Jos Lukai after the game. <laughs> he literally just couldn't stop grinning and, and I probably chatted to him for uh, as long as I did in, in an interview for about 15 to 20 minutes. So, right, well. so uh, no, he, he just was, uh, yeah, cock a hoop. Uh, if if I'm if I'm actually being completely honest, probably Yoss getting sacked would probably be up there as one of my best moments of the season. But I've I've got to have some loyalty to him again now, so I can't go for that. Uh, right, best goal. Um, and I th- there's a few good contenders for this. To be fair, for me, there's no contest for me I, either. I, I've had this debate in the office, um, and, and I've got, I don't even know what your selection is, but uh, I will be disagreeing with it if it's not the same as mine. Uh, well, for me, it is. Uh, I'm not going to say head and shoulders because it was it was close between a few. It probably comes down to between Adam Reach against Leeds and uh, Fernando Forestieri at Norwich. For me, it's Forestieri every time. Oh no, wrong! You, you were so close. No, Adam Reach all reach. day long, right? Okay. Every day, one of but, the one of the greatest goals I've ever seen live, along uh, with Marco Mateus. Uh, it's a good point, but it's wrong. Uh, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Fernando Forestieri was was the better goal, right? Reach was spectacular. It looked great, right? He had no intention to do that, right? He just oh, whacked he the ball, 100%. and it ends up in the back no. of the... It looks brilliant. It's fantastic. The, no. the, the video from the away end of the Leeds fans giving it the way haze is fantastic, and, and there's lots of great stuff about that. Fernando Forestieri 
He lost the ball at one point. He was nearly on the floor. He runs around in circles three or four times and whacks the ball in the back of the net with the intention of whacking the ball in the back of the net. Technically, um, it was just a better goal. I don't know how you can You're disagree playing with wrong. It. You're playing wrong. Adam Reach, for you not to for you to say that Adam Reach didn't mean that, I'm just not having it. You genuinely think that he thought I'm going to hit this. It's going to hit the post. He, he didn't think it was going to go in off the post, but I, I, it was the the contact. It just hit it in the sweet sweet spot. Yeah. He, he deliberately was going. I'm going to put some serious height and get elevation on the ball, so it would. Dip then at the last I'm minute. I'm not even that's sure what you did. believe what you're oh, saying. Now. No, I really do. You've got do. like a grin on your I've face as if you this. know that you're no, just No, I've just thought about up. it so much. No, I've had this conversation so many times with other people, and I, I, yeah, you know, and they so, all disagreed with no, you. No, no, they didn't. Uh, but but some were saying, oh, the Adam Reach, the West Brom goal was another, which was another very good contender. But for for the timing, it was nil nil. And it was from about, what, 35, 40 yards out? Just, and then the fact it then went in off the post, it was, it was spectacular. Yeah, and, it was spectacular. And, and, it looks spectacular, no, but I, it, technically, Bessie's oh, goal was better. No, I'm not having that. No, what, what's Forrest Harry done that's technically superb? So he's, he's wriggled around a player there, so he looked like he was going to lose the ball. He's wriggled yeah. himself, made a bit of space for himself. That, that's, that's standard Forrest Harry. We see that virtually every but, game. Yeah, what Adam Reach did was a one the ball in from 40 yards out oh no but Adam Reach there to pick that one up and then it's on TV it's in the Derby Yorkshire Derby no not the Derby nil nil you just had the timing everything about it just oh it, it was one of those I, I, you remember I, I that this, moment the Norwich ever. game was on TV it was Norwich's promotion party yeah. Norwich That's were 1-0 up though picked for, yeah, for yeah. TV Wednesday 1-0 down it looks like this is it Norwich Norwich having the party Wednesday you know it, it not been a great start to the game for Wednesday with uh, Dawson, you know, nearly getting sent off and, and a few other things. Um, and and Forestieri just digs that out of nowhere. It was a wonderful virtuous, virtuous. It was. It was just brilliant. It was, but I'm just telling you that reaches was so unexpected and it made you just fly off your seat as you just can't believe what you've witnessed that he deliberately meant to hit it like, <laughs> in that sweet spot like that. And, and, it, it, oh, and, and the fact it went in, he didn't mean for it to go in off the post, but the fact that it did, it was just outstanding. I'm not even sure it was a shot. It might oh, have been it, a cross. Oh, give over. <laughs> now you're just talking gibberish. Uh, right, we don't agree on that then. Um, okay. We'll, we'll, let's let's agree that the top two in one order or another... We should put this out to the people. We should put this to the people, so... We should do a vote, and we should right, get them okay. to decide. I wasn't going to do an right. opinions. No, this we week, weren't. We'll do it. No, we we'll won't. Do it. No, yeah, it does. Yeah, we we'll all do that. So now's opinions. Last one. Yeah, I think it has to be. Someone has to. I am separate highly, it. highly confident. Are you really? Yeah. Well, I think I've just made the more persuasive argument, so I think you're in deep trouble. I, I'm not sure that you have. <laughs> right, we'll find out. We'll find out. A uh, couple more categories. Um, so we, we this is, is kind of like this is the negative one, I guess. Worst moment of the season. Uh, and there's a fair, there are a fair few contenders here. Uh, Brentford away for me was just terrible. It was just such a flat performance. Throwing that lead away against West Brom at home was pretty bad. But I'm actually what I'm going for is this. This was the moment of the season that afterwards for probably a couple of weeks I was just so utterly disillusioned and just thinking. I even considered whether or not I was going to bother renewing my season ticket. And that was the fans forum because that was just all of it was a mess. It was just 
chaotic and I kind of thought my club is falling to bits here and I was genuinely worried after that uh, and just just felt you had such a kind of negative feel about everything that was going on about about the yeah. club and it was a horrible feeling I've not had that feeling for a long long time uh, with regards to Wednesday thankfully it didn't last for long uh, but just that you know the fans forum itself all of it was was pretty bad and then it gets to like one o'clock in the morning and uh, DC decides that's the time to announce he's putting the club up for it was just just chaos I, do you know what? That wasn't actually one that I was thinking of and I was going to bring up. But yeah, uh, that definitely would be right up there. The the things that stick in my mind, are, it's so hard to look beyond. That Norwich game was just a shocker yeah. for, in every sense. And, and that point in that second half, uh, I can't really... Still haven't forgotten about it now. Just when the fans were were chanting for Kevin Westwood and Sam Hutchinson in the second half, and then when everything was collapsing and falling apart, uh, Jos Luko stayed in his chair, uh, and and uh, and then that moment. In fact, I, I looked it up the other day, uh, and I mentioned it. I think the other time I was on, where uh, Fraser Preston, he then at four nil brought him on with a couple of minutes to go, a young kid. <laughs> when it's it's gone toxic, wow. and it's seven, it could have been seven or eight nil had it not been for Cameron Dawson. That yeah. was a shocker. But actually, the the one that tops it all for me was Rotherham at home Wednesday, winning, leading at half time, still booed off. Mm. I've never known that ever. I've, uh, but it was, com- no, but it was a real low point, and it's com- and I could completely get it as everything was at the time. It was unraveling at a rapid rate, and uh, you know that was a proper low moment. And it's a shame that we've had way more low moments this year than highs. It is, and we put them behind us. Yes, and we. And we well, this on. is it, and I, I think we're going to be here this time next year, James. And I think we're going to be uh, talking about way more highs and lows. Uh, right, strangest moment of the season. I had two contenders for this. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to like one of them. One of them is the Adam Reach goal against Leeds. <laughs> Great moment, but it was just strange. Uh, that's not what I'm going for. I am going for a goal, though. Uh, I'm going for Atty New Year's goal at Luton, which I think went in off his bottom. It was this one of the the sloppiest, strangest goals I've um, I've ever seen. So uh, that is my strangest moment of the season. I, I was thinking about it. So I can't really think of a, of a strange. It is tough, moment. actually. It's not. It's not been that strange a season. No. Um, maybe well, well, maybe, well, the maybe, fans maybe Fraser, Fraser Preston coming on might, uh, might, might, might do it. The Fraser Preston or or that yeah the Rotherham match. I think either of those would fall maybe a little bit into into that category. But uh, no, just uh, not that many strange moments. No. Okay, fair enough. Uh, right then, let's move on to our opinions. Every week we ask for your views on something Sheffield Wednesday. And it could be anything. Could be something current, something past, something completely random. Uh, last week we did a quick poll uh, about where you think Wednesday most need to strengthen in the summer. Uh, and uh, I did say that we were going to give you five options. We couldn't because you can only do four on Twitter. I really should have checked that beforehand. Very unprofessional of me. Uh, but um, so centre-back coming in at 11%, uh, 18% for full-backs, 22% for midfield, 49%, so almost a, a, a clear majority there, but certainly a clear winner uh, for wingers. So wide players is what uh, Wednesday fans uh, think we uh, we most need to try and strengthen uh, this summer. We, we weren't going to do one this week, but we are. Um, so uh, there's been a variety of uh, goal of the season kind of um, polls and things like that. Uh, we are just going straight down the line, a choice of two, which was the better goal, reach against Leeds, which it wasn't, or Forestieri at Norwich, 
which was the better goal. So uh, if you want to join in with the vote for Fessy competition, then uh, join in with the conversation, uh, join in the conversation with the hashtag Alpinions. We'll run through the Twitter details in a minute. I'm being very unfair. Wednesday fans, you know what to do. (laughs) You know who is talking sense and who is talking nonsense on this one. Well, I uh, trust that you will work your magic. completely agree with those words. Uh, That is just about it. Thank you for joining us. You can catch Dom on Twitter at Domhausen. I'm on Twitter at James Marriott. You can contact the show at Dom and James. Uh, We won't be back next week to give you the results of that poll, so keep an eye on Twitter because um, it's summer break time now. Uh, We will probably be back a couple of times through the summer with um, you know maybe a couple of quick updates. We might try and squeeze in maybe a little bit of a a special here and there, and we'll see what the what the summer has in store. I think yes, it's going to be a busy summer, and uh, of course we we do have the accounts that to eventually look forward to. They will be revealed, and so no doubt we will be uh, digesting them. And who knows, plenty of incomings and outgoings. And so yes, I I think that uh, it's not going to be a dull summer. That's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, right. Well, thank you for your um, for your company over the the last few weeks. We hope you've been enjoying singing the blues uh, up the owls, and we will see you later in the summer. Ah!